Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Um, so, so Rich, did you, uh, did you know that I think that one of the leading causes of home accidents are ladder? Oh, can you hear that? Mm-mm, no. You can't hear that church bell? No. It's, uh, it's high, high noon here in Larkspur, California. But um, anyway, the leading cause of accidents, I think, is people falling off of ladders. So be careful when you're putting up those stockings with care. <laughs> I've already put up all the outdoor Christmas decorations without injury or maiming somehow. So, yeah, I'm I'm the guy with like nine blow ups in the front yard and all kinds of obnoxious funny stuff going on. I heard that crow in the background. What is that? Some manufactured housing in the background there? Well, unlike it's a, I'm surprised you can't hear that church bell, but the, uh, out here in California, Larkspurg, California, it's actually still autumn. Unlike Twinsburg, Ohio, where apparently, uh, you've overtaken Costco in terms of it being Christmas. So congrats on that. It, uh, oh, oh, there we go. Boy, all right. This is evidently our uh, new uh, promotional graphic for the twelve days that's, of the editions of. Uh, I think that's. Uh, that, I'm going to put. I'm going to. Can I get uh, hard copies of that so I can use it for Christmas cards to the family and friends this year? <laughs> we'll get you a couple hundred in the mail. Okay. So good. Good. All right. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here once again with the rundown with Robin Rich, where we take into the weekend by running through the week that was in the mortgage industry. As always, pleased to be joined my esteemed colleague and co-host, Rob Chrisman. Rob, great to see you. Good to see you, too. What brings you to Larksburg, uh, California today for the location shoot? Um. Yeah, I'm on location in Larkspur. Well, my uh, one a couple months ago, we actually broadcast from my daughter's seventh grade classroom, which I'm looking at down the street. So, Larkspur is about uh, Larkspur is about ah, 15 minutes north of the Golden Gate Bridge, up up Highway 101 in California, and uh, in about an hour. I will be having lunch with uh, the owners of Bay Equity. Well, I guess that's Redfin, but the old the old owners of Redfin or uh, Bay Equity and some other mortgage folks. We get together once every two or three months for a uh, for a lunch just to shoot the breeze about mortgage banking and the mortgage world. So it'll be interesting because Redfin has been in the news this week uh, with being downgraded and then eliminating part of their business line. And so it'll be a uh, an interesting lunch, but yeah, the the climate is nice out here. It is still autumn, and yeah, there are crows or ravens. Uh, I think they're ra- crows. I don't know, it flying around. So. Did somebody send a raven uh, to you with some news? So you, you did you watch? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's like Harry Potter with an owl. Were you a, were you a Game of Thrones guy? I forget. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Wow. Wow, I, I've heard you referred to as the Lord Varus of the mortgage industry, so which is a, a compliment, I think. So, uh, <laughs> and not any, a compliment. Okay. Any Lord of, uh, Game of Thrones fans in the audience can make their own determination. 
But uh, let's go ahead and get into it. And uh, a busy week, Rob, obviously election day uh, this past Tuesday with not quite what was expected in terms of the results and still more results to come. Uh, Elon Musk and Twitter just continues to be in the news and crypto, another big crypto company failed. But most notably, as it relates to our industry, the Consumer Price Index release on Wednesday morning. We've been talking, you know, it's do we need that one big, oh, better than expected inflation number? And at least for one, we got it Wednesday. CPI expected to be a 0.6% month I over. Think, I think yesterday, right? Yesterday, I'm sorry. Yeah, up up only 0.4%. The core number when you strip out energy and food, also 0.2 below expectations, setting off a wild rally on Wall Street. Stocks have gone absolutely crazy. And a mortgage bond rally, uh, the biggest mortgage bond rally in a decade. This We've had so many, you know, biggest in the 20 years, 30 years. Evidently, yesterday's rally was the biggest in a decade. Now, again, coming from a deep, dark place. But uh, your thoughts on action-packed week? I thought it was a pretty good week. The, yeah, the election, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know who, I don't follow politics to tell you the truth. Um, much really uh because it's it's not much fun for me but uh when you talk about election results not being what were expected i don't exactly know what was expected i know donald trump was out uh making a forecast and joe biden uh, was making forecasts and barack obama i mean a lot of forecasts out there and a lot of vote counting that's still going on and so forth and so on I think in general, though, um, well, I, I haven't heard I haven't heard the latest. It's it's nice to have a difference of of opinion in terms of Congress and, and the House of Representatives and the Senate and the administration. Uh, it does tend to promote gridlock sometimes, though. But I think, I mean, look at the Biden's first couple of years. Uh, there's there's a lot of detractors and a lot of proponents and a lot of people criticizing the first couple of years and a lot of people saying, you know what, uh, things are going pretty well here. Sorry, there's some uh, squirrels uh, playing back there because it's still autumn out here. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, obviously Congress doesn't directly influence the Federal Reserve. So the, so the big news I think yesterday was the consumer price index. And you, you talk about the core rate, X food and energy for for those people out there who don't use energy and who don't eat uh, uh, lower than expected. And I think that you're right, coming from a deep, dark place, we were down. We, it's like, it's like a, you know, a child who gets beat every night, beat every night. And then one night there's no beating and it's like, life is wonderful. Right. And so um, and I know that's a little bit it of a stretch. It tells you but... what kind of year it's been for the mortgage industry. That <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, and so when the blows stopped coming, like yesterday, it's like, Yahoo, you know, we're going to uh, celebrate, celebrate the little thing. So the fact that it came in less than expected was good. Now they're talking about a half a point increase in the targeted Fed funds rate in the December meeting versus three quarters of a point. We'll take what we can get. And the, you know, if, if it if it helps mortgage rates, that's great. I don't necessarily see the trend in rates going down 
you know, we're still, we're still not through the woods here. Inflation is still running at what 7.7% annualized. It's still a strong rate of inflation that the Fed has to contend with. And the Fed is playing catch up and will continue to play catch up. But it was nice to see a little bit of a bounce. And unfortunately, you know, my heart goes out to everybody in capital markets who has to hedge pipelines suddenly with a big rally like that. Capital markets, people are fine and steady markets are markets that are going a little bit up, 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 up every day or a little bit down, 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 down every day. But when you get this volatility, it drives up hedge costs and creates a lot of problems and any loans that were locked in for any companies out there who have loans to lock in that were locked in. You know, it's like, oh, well, we want it. You know, the bar was going to walk unless we give them that or something. And so capital markets, people are dealing with that. But overall, it was nice to see a little bit of good news. Uh, it certainly beats the uh, the numbers that we've been dealing with all year. So, yeah, it was, it was good news. And then, of course, there's some critics out there who will find fault with something. No matter how good the news, they're going to complain about something. And so there were there were some people out there talking about this, that, and the other thing. But nonetheless, uh, the number was pretty good. And I think the, the industry needs that right now. Yeah, certainly not out of the woods. Not going to be a big refi boom dropping at seven and a half percent or whatever the hell has happened <laughs> the last few days. But it's a Yahoo, step. six and three quarters on the 30 year fix. Step in the right direction. Um, just so much fear, so much falling knife priced into the markets, the bond market, especially that we get good numbers like this. We're going to get big rallies because there is a lot of kind of over fear almost. The don't want to be caught holding the bag sellers uh that, that got out so um we'll see what happens but uh, again it was it was positive news and uh you know it was for those uh you know the fed and the whole stick the landing thing it's uh one step closer to sticking the landing but uh, many more numbers uh before it's stuck yeah i i think you know the lat this week i was uh fortunate to spend some time in atlanta with the atlanta mortgage bankers and the week before that i was in Wisconsin and the Dells with the uh, Wisconsin Mortgage Bank Association. The attendance was very good at both events. Uh, the, the mood was very good. You know, it's nice to see everybody, as you know, with, when you have mortgage collaborative events, it's nice to see everybody in person and the mood tends to be pretty good. Nobody's bragging about their volumes. And I think the, uh, in general, people who have been around the industry for a while understand that the last 2020 and 2021, were un unequaled years. And so there is some sense that we are returning back to a normal environment where, you know, I don't know, call it a trillion and a half, two trillion, whatever, whatever volume comes in at uh, 2022 and then 2023, there's just a sense of a little bit of, of returning to more of a sane market, just like in real estate values, kind of that same things going on, especially in the heartland of America. It's like, we don't need 20% appreciation a year. It's not a good thing. So if we slow down the appreciation, that'll actually help uh, not only first-time homebuyers, but you, know, you don't want a lot of froth in the housing market. You don't want a lot of froth in lending either. And so to come back down to more normal, uh, normal levels, I, I don't think it's such a bad thing. Some other stuff in the news this week, mortgage delinquencies officially hit all-time record low levels, some good news with strong employment uh, in America, and good for the capital markets, secondary markets, ultimately, 
credit risk, a huge component of rates and what people will buy, pay for mortgage bonds. Um, so that's good news. Um, you know, some more vendor MA, uh, a couple of the uh LOSs, the uh, you know, the, the Meridian Link, good partner at TMCs for a long time, made an acquisition of open close, one of the other LOSs. So, you know, people are kind of jockeying for position, uh, the whole Ellie Black Knight thing, uh, what will happen there, if anything, and um, you know, people trying to move the chess pieces around the board and another non-QM lender, uh, Angel Oak looks like uh thrown in the towel, rumor being cross country, could be looking to pick them up. You say no. Uh no, I I uh cross country's lawyers are happy because they're they're really busy right now. So um Boy, I hope I'm not uh, spoiling anything here. But uh, the other, when I put that, when I put that rumor in my commentary on um, on Wednesday, uh, who calls me but uh, Ron, the owner of Cross Country, mm. and he he was he had taken um, he had taken offense, not offense. He wanted to correct the the story out there that they had laid off 100 people in Colorado. So I'm sitting there talking to him in the, uh, in the airport. And, uh, he said, uh, Hey, you know, I just wanted to talk to you about your mention of cross country in today's commentary. I said, uh, okay. Uh, you know, at least it wasn't cross country's general counsel calling me, which is all, which is a good thing. Right. So Ron says, um, hey, you know, the thing about, uh, thing about angel Oak. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But what's false in your, in your write-up is the Colorado layoffs. So I said, Hey, <laughs> I said, uh, no problem on the, uh, you know, I'll put in a retraction uh, Thursday, yesterday. And uh, he said, that'd be great. I said, how are things going? He goes, they're, they're going, they're going okay. He sees, he sees a lot of opportunity in the market. And, um, and that was kind of the conversation. So I'd say that it's not really rumored. I'd say it, it's pretty true that uh, cross country is doing that. You know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity. I had dinner uh, in Atlanta with a, a company, Highland, and they are very excited about the current market. They, yeah, they, they freely admit volumes are down and, you know, rates are up and so forth and revenue is down, but they've, they've done a good job of saving their money over the last couple of years and they see going back to the, the 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 fluff being taken out of the market they are looking to pick up you know branches and loan officers and talent at not so inflated levels so they view the current environment very constructively and i'm i'm hearing a little bit of that more and more as i travel around there's the people saying you know you know at some point we're going to come out of this and we want to continue to build the foundation now in terms of branches and in terms of originators who will get to know our system and get to know our policies and procedures and underwriters and so forth. So that when, you know, if rates do creep down a little bit or purchase volume picks up a little bit, we'll be in a good place. So it's nice to see kind of those, those uh, green shoots that are going and that are sprouting a little bit out there uh, rather than some of the doom and gloom that we're used to. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And uh, it's, you know, who owns the company and how much money do they have? That question right now has never been more important in the mortgage industry. Cross country, 
guaranteed rate, single owners with literally unlimited, unlimited amounts of money. That is a massive advantage in any industry, but especially one where everybody's pulling back and you got a lot of M&A and you got a lot of consolidation. So, you know, it. listen, it doesn't matter what you invest in, if it's stocks or sports cards or mortgage companies, a great time to invest is when things are down and you're seeing a lot of people with a lot of money and aspiration investing a lot of money into the future of their company in our industry right now. Sports cards. Sports cards market is down big time right now. Is it? I mean, it's still it's it's down from the uh, the pandemic boom. Um, not quite the percentage of stocks, but it's still up from before the pandemic. But you know, it, it got a big. It's down year over year overall, probably like fifteen percent, eighteen percent. Your ears. I was uh, I was on a bike ride uh, recently with my son Ravi, and uh, your name came up. I don't know if your ears were burning, but we were talking about NFTs. Because I uh, uh, oh I went to I went to brunch uh, last weekend with uh, Augie Del Rio of Gallus uh, and uh, uh, Augie's wife Paulina is in the NFT business, the non fungible token business. After having spent time working at the NBA, and so I was talking to Augie about Gallus, and, and we were talking about NFTs and so forth. And uh, she, I was t- telling her about my 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 baseball cards and how you just like pay for pay a dime and you get a pack. And I'm sure they weren't doling out like Nolan Ryan rookie cards back then. But I was talking to Robbie about NFTs and the fact that it seems like supply is artificially limited by who's ever creating these NFTs, unlike you know, some of these cards that, that you see. And, and so, uh, uh, Robbie's like, well, look at rich, you know, he was just, you know, he's, he's, uh, maybe you should start buying, buying sports cards like rich does. And I said, I've got a lot of sports cards already. He goes, well, why don't you sell them? I said, well, I don't want to sell them. I mean, there's no, like the, the bid ask spread is too big. So I had, you know, that, that comes up every once in a while. It's like, why don't you sell your, I've got like three or four Nolan Ryan rookie cards sitting, really? in a, oh, sitting in a binder in my basement. Oh and he goes, he says, those aren't doing you any good. I said, well, what am I going to get? Like 500 bucks each or something for him? What am I going to do with, you know? More than that. I mean, a Nolan Ryan rookie card. If that thing is in good shape. That's worth a shitload of money. Oh my God. You got four of them. Watch your language. <laughs> Just send them, send them to my hot address in Twinsburg. I'll, uh, there's, I'll assess them. Seventh day Adventist on this call, Rich. Didn't swear. <laughs> Sorry, when you got you have four Nolan Ryan rookie rookie cards, you got me a little excited. That's a, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so so the you talk about uh, uh, sports cards being down. Well, that's too bad. But yeah, to take some of this froth out of uh, whether it's the real estate market or uh, the ranks of lenders, I don't think is such a bad thing. But you know, the, the, a lot of lenders out there and vendors to some extent are really cutting things to the bone in terms of staff and so forth. So I think there's a lot of talent to be had out there um, uh, in terms of personnel. Now, I'm outside, uh, and so I can't see the the questions or the chats that are coming up. I see kind of see the window, but I, there's too much glare. Is there anything, any questions that we should be addressing before moving on? 
That's right. You, you, you caught some criticism uh, that you've gone too big time and we're ignoring the comments and uh, questions in the chat. Uh, I forgot about that. So there was a question. Somebody noted my uh, the Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, upper deck rookie card uh, in the chat there. <laughs> Nothing up my sleeve. Uh, baseball Look what I go to bed with every night. <laughs> so uh what else in the news a lot of m a wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute rich so like if you're having a tough phone call or something if you're getting ready to you know lay off tony or amy or you know tom if it's a rough phone call you turn around look at that card does that does that give you some hope and spirit and, and inspire you and in, in i mean why is that within reach I talked to him during the day before the show. Yeah. Like, give me the strength to get through this 40 minutes with Rob, please, Ken Griffey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're lucky I have a sense of humor. Sometimes. Like the Christmas lights, you know, I'm all about atmosphere, yeah. creating a, a comfortable environment to work in. So, right. Any other questions? Any, <laughs> anything else pop up? Uh, let's see here. Rob, as companies are adding these people for their future value, how are companies training those folks after cutting a lot of their learning and development resources? Great question. Right. That's that's a very good question. I probably get uh, two or three emails a week from people asking for training sources, whether and at all different levels. Uh, you know, whether you talk about Xenix, uh, Ginger Bell's out there doing some things, uh, Carl White. Uh, you know, and anytime you make a list and I realize I'm going to leave off people and I'm going to get emails like, well, why didn't you mention our company? Uh, you know, mortgage educators or whatever it might be. David Luna, there's different training sources at different price levels based on what you're trying to accomplish. And I think that uh, people have tended to uh, or companies have tended to move toward outsourcing that rather than keeping an in-house training staff per se, uh, because things are cut. But that's I think there's. I think the training, to some some degree, is being outsourced to other companies. Yeah, I, my take would be, lenders never have more in-house training resources than ever than they do now. Less of that internally, and they are deeply underwhelmed by the external uh, options that are out there. So uh, I think you'll see some different things coming, including some stuff from us. Uh, to help there. Yeah. That has been one of the biggest things that our members have told us these last, ever since the pandemic, really, is that, uh, you know, the need for better external training. But, uh, but also, not to cut you off, which I guess I just did, but the there are some great loan officers out there who have extra time to be mentors or to do best practices, you know, what, what does it take? You know, they don't, they certainly have 30 or, or 60 minutes during the call to have a company-wide best practices phone call for staff, new staff, especially to be trained by somebody who's been through a few business cycles or one of their top loan officers. They can certainly spare that time to help mentor or train people within the company. And so uh, I would expect that a lot of companies are are doing that out there. Yeah, they should be right. Learn from the best and uh, what makes them successful. And like you said, definitely a little bit more time to do that as well. Uh, another question just came in. What's your take on assumptions with about 25% of all outstanding mortgages assumable? Do you expect the caps to be lifted 
to expand the usability of the device. Were they talking about FHA laws? I think. I don't, uh, if if Tom is on, maybe he could clarify more. I don't know 25% of all loans out there right now to be able to be assumed by somebody else. Maybe he was talking about FHA loans. You know, that's a, that's a great question that I have. Uh, I can't, I'm not even, oh, here's Tom LaMalfa tuning in. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. How'd Tom LaMalfa get on here? Yeah, well, he, uh, you know, I, the topic has come up, assumable mortgages, just with it, you know, so hard for a first-time home buyer to buy a house in today's market. Could some kind of, pro, you know, expansion of that where, you know, mom or dad or somebody could buy the house and put it in their name and eventually kind of assume it over to somebody. But that's tricky. You know. Tom, Tom, you there, Tom? Tom is Tom's Tom's on here, but he's but it appears that he's muted, mm. which is uh, I unmuted him. I am trying to get him actually just promoted him to panelist to see if that'll work. And he did put in the QA, all govies are assumable. Yeah. With some so maybe it might be so 20, the- 25%. I don't know. Um, it certainly makes a lot of sense. And uh, apparently, Tom is ready to talk. Hi, and indeed I am. Good afternoon. Um, yes, it's my understanding that all government loans are assumable. There's a small cap, I think five basis points or $900, whichever is greater. The problem is that the cost of originating, processing, underwriting, and closing exceeds that cap. And therefore, that market uh, isn't in a position to expand. In terms of the aggregate, um, FHA accounts for about 20% of originations and has over the past five years. Um, VAs um, are another about 5%. And depending upon uh, uh, the rural, uh, that's another 2 to 5%. So the, based on that, you know, it, it adds up to about 25%. So we'd need some kind of streamlined cost component to assumptions to make them more viable for lenders. I just, I mean, reading through the tea leaves, I think from HUD, we're going to get the MIP reduction and that's it. And and you could tell, I just, by the way, they're talking, like they're trying to figure out where to get the money for that, you know, not like counting against like, oh, the funds at higher levels and, and Rob, oh, something else I wanted to talk about is the, well, the news that broke this week that G fees likely going up to pay for the lower delivery fees. And I, I, you know, we haven't really talked about it in detail. I should have assumed it. Um, what is that dog in the background? Uh, but um, another, another drug sniffing dog on my another drug sniffing dog. In my the dogs my love we're big with the <laughs> dog. Milk, milk bone underwear, milk bone underwear. I'll send you some for Christmas. <laughs> But, you know, basically, you know, the the increased fees in the second homes and the cash outs, like one one thousandth of, um, you know, the reduction of the fees on the affordable stuff. So it's like G fees going up for everybody is what it seemed like in at least the column I read. I don't know if you've heard anything different. Yeah, eventually, eventually things come to pass. And I know the FHF. uh, FHA, MIP premium, we've been talking about that for months and months and months. At some point, that'll change. 
you know, loan level price adjustments. I mean, things, things, things grind on. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's good, but it's nice to, it's nice to pay attention. I think it's important for people on the call to pay attention to the potential changes that may take place. But once again, as I travel around, I talk to a lot of originators, they're like, kind of like half interested in what might happen and more focused on what their company can offer now because you know they're they're in a tough spot right now and so you know something some loan level price adjustment might change you know a couple of months down the road or six months down the road or maybe fha fha insurance premiums might change but for right now a lot heading into definitely we're in the autumn if not winter we're, we're in autumn in california winter obviously in twinsbury ohio but you know it's going to be long couple it's going to be long several months and so so originators really focused on trying to get their companies to offer, once again, you know, HELOC, Seconds, F, uh, uh, FH, um, Federal Housing Authority. I mean, uh, geez, bond programs, reverse programs, construction to perm programs. You know, what the, can they do now to help their borrowers now? Um, Tom, what do you, uh, I know I published uh, a piece or two regarding you and your survey and so forth. What yes. was your... What was your general mood? What, what was your general, you know, in a paragraph or less, what, how would you sum up Nashville, the national conference in Nashville? What was your takeaway? Um, uh, if I pick a specific word, it would be sobering. Um, I think that my conversations with people left me to believe that there's a great deal of concern about what the balance of this year and next year are going to look like um, that, uh, there's still going to be a lot of shrinkage within the industry as a result of a, a 50% retraction in aggregate activity. And so we've fallen back against hard times. It's going to be a difficult period ahead. A lot of people expect interest rates to remain very high, the economy to remain lackluster, if not fall into a recession. Uh, my conclusions were unfortunately, on the negative side uh, in that uh, piece that you referred to in the report that I wrote up. And just so listeners know, Tom's been doing a survey of, uh, you know, 30, 40 really key industry leaders uh, every year at MBA secondary and MBA annual. So it's like, it's a great, for those that are lucky enough to get a copy of it, a great every six month snapshot on the vibe of the industry. And there was a lot of interesting stuff in there. I, the one stat about, I think it was like about 70% of the respondents said they still expected more layoffs all the way into 2023. Like 70% expected uh, Rob's boy, Matt Ishbia to go under in like three years. It was, uh, there was some interesting uh, stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of concern about consolidation within the industry as it pertains to ICE Technologies uh, proposed acquisition of Black Knight. A lot of disconcerting things happening in the industry. We tried to get Anthony Shee on to discuss their quarterly uh, losses of 140 million last quarter, but uh, we were no response from his uh, people. So from from the Azores. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, Tom. No, thanks for coming on and expanding uh, uh, upon that because uh, uh, the survey is great and it's great information and. Um, you do a great job with it. Really appreciate that. Many thanks. Absolutely. So, 
Um, what else, Rob? You're in your travels around the world. Any uh, any uh, n- news of of note uh, as we as we take it into the weekend here? You're on mute, or I can't hear you. How's that? Is that better? Here you go. Yeah. I get I get to go to a Warriors game tonight. That'll be fun. Um, Probably got the seats real cheap because of their start being so horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the owner of the tickets paid me to take them <laughs> off her hands. That always works. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that there's no, I, you know, I'll echo Tom's sentiment to some extent, but um, yeah, it's sobering. But I think a lot of the people who have been in the business a long time and will continue to be in the business a long time, they're pretty pragmatic about the whole thing. They, they realize it's tough. They also realize that somebody's going to do a trillion and a half or two trillion dollars worth of mortgages next year. And why not have it be, have it be them? And, and in the meantime, you know, cut costs fast enough to keep up with, with declines in revenue and volume and just kind of gird your loins. Um, We've had a lot of success stories uh, these last four or five weeks, small, small, medium-sized lender members of ours, like big wins in the recruiting wars, bringing on 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 LOs, to companies that aren't huge. Um, you know, again, these small to medium-sized companies that are well-run, good leaders that communicate well, that are in a good cash position and aren't worried about the next, you know, I think people that can look at this industry right now and be like, man, you know, hey. If it's like this for the next year, so be it. I'm ready for it. Like those are the people right now uh, you want to be marching behind in my in my mind. So yep. But, yep. Um any uh Tom Lamoffa, any uh, parting thoughts uh for uh the audience as we take it into the weekend? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I'm thinking a lot about the FTX uh, failure and what's going on in the crypto market. I think that makes for a very interesting backdrop against uh, uh, the volatility in the bond and the equity markets. And uh, so I'm sort of taking that with me over the weekend. Uh, and then I've got to write a piece. Uh, uh, seeing Rob there, I've got to do a piece on um a presentation that came earlier this week from the OMBA. They had a workshop on affordable housing, and I want to write that up and see what I can glean from that as I put my as I go through my notes. So that's that's really it. Other than that, just kind of a rainy day here in Cleveland. Not much different than Twinsburg. So there, there we have it, Rich. Tom Lamalfa working flipping seven days a week nose to the grindstone <laughs> he's a clevelander we're tough i mean I west coast highfalutin you know travel all around a couple hours of working record a podcast i mean we're we're grinders in the midwest me and tom yes sir <laughs> yeah. all right until okay. next friday thanks as always to our audience for wrapping up the week with us podcast search tmc connect youtube we're everywhere, um, and uh, we'll see you next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Have a great weekend. Everyone. Thank you, guys. Take care, guys. Bye, Tom. Bye, Rob. Bye-bye. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.